1: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Kingdom Says Podcast. I am your host, as always, Garrett Williams. And joining me today, we got my co-host,
2: Kyle Henning. Kyle, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, I'm recovering from the holiday weekend and all the festivities and got to see a bunch of family and friends and sat down to watch a football game and watched an ass whooping. So it was quite Quite a nice weekend, doing pretty well. Got a little golf in the day. That was a little colder than I would have liked for it. Yeah, team. December
1: golfing is always a, a gamble for sure.
2: <laughs> it was supposed to be, you know, like high fifties, low sixties, sunny. The problem is, the sun never broke the clouds, mm. and it was awfully chilly the whole damn day. But it was fun.
1: That's what's up. So yeah, we are back after taking a little holiday uh, break for the uh, you know a couple days there. Uh, we didn't get a Steelers preview out, but we are here with the recap of that Steelers game, which let's let's say there's a lot to talk about uh, for sure. A lot Turns of Turns out we didn't need the preview much. Because yeah, it wasn't much of a football game. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't seem just like uh, a preview would have been much, very necessary, just 'cause uh, yeah, the Chiefs just went out there and kind of played around for four quarters and. Walked away AFC West champions for the sixth consecutive time. So,
2: <laughs> thank you, Chargers losing to the Texans. We appreciate you greatly. Got yeah, that's that. that's a that's a tough loss for the Chargers right there. <laughs> that is that's one way to put it. That is that is that is Bills losing to the Jaguars nine to six bad. That is that yeah, is that is yes. very bad. And they yeah. I mean they lost by double digits too, no less. So, yikes!
1: But so obviously the Chargers helped us out there, and then the Chiefs. All they had to do was to win the game, uh, versus the Steelers, and yeah, it seemed like, uh, that was pretty much wrapped up about the first, second quarter, like,
2: uh, yeah, the, um, the, the corpse of Ben, as I've been calling him on this show for, oh, I don't know, what, six, eight weeks now, ten weeks now, hell, last season, to yeah. be honest, um, yeah, he didn't have a very good day in Arrowhead, uh, did, did not enjoy his time, I hope the family that the finally family got did. to see him play a road game for yeah. the first time in his career did have a better time at least at the stadium and enjoyed that aspect of it because there's a lot of history there so I get why they would want to make that one of the trips they find they do actually make I, I understand that thought process but uh not exactly what they were hoping for on the field from that perspective yeah no
1: I believe Steelers, Steelers got like I started they started the, the game with a, a first down I believe and then uh, it fizzled out very quickly after the defense was the defense was out there. We've talked about the defense all season just with the absolute turnaround that they've had. A the defense was out there energetic and lit. like that, that was the best way to describe them. They were flying all around high energy, like they were it seemed like they were having a lot of fun out there, which is really good to see from the defense because, you know that championship swagger that we always talk about and everything like that. Uh, it's good to see them, you know, really kicking some ass out there versus, like you said, a, a very aging Ben Roethlisberger who, I mean, still will be in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, these last couple of years are not not helping out.
2: It's um that defense is and hopefully everybody's all good. Mr. Uh, Honey Badger declared himself Wolverine and he's all fine on Twitter. So hopefully that's good news for that. Yeah, um, I thought Willie Gay hurt himself there for a minute and then was immediately still on the field. I was like, okay, thank God. Um, Man, that defense looks exactly like we thought it would look when it has its pieces. Um, Even without Nick Bolton, which that's not an indictment on Nick. They just, they played well without him too, which is impressive. After having an okay day where he was the best player on the field (laughs) against the Chargers. So um, it's reassuring to see that defense – Continue to do things, and they went out and did exactly what they were supposed to against the Steelers team that offensively has been a disaster pretty much all year. Um, the yeah. only touchdown they gave up was utter garbage time to yeah, Rudolph very, the Red Nosed Reindeer. Happy yeah. Christmas! So it is what <laughs> it is. Um, it like when they're flying around, and and that front four was wreaking havoc. Big Ben literally handed it off to one of to Turk Wharton earlier or late. Yeah his time in that game and i mean they're and that was when they just pulled most of the starters at that point that was that was the turk wharton jaron reed push up the middle and it was like oh lord look out
1: there are a lot of different contributors from from a lot of different guys on defense obviously we had chris jones back which was huge for that interior defensive line he was getting like a lot of good penetration on that uh very weak steelers o-line that's to that's I. That's probably put it nicely for them to say that they're. Yeah, I was gonna say
2: you might be being a little generous with very weak. They've, yeah, and it's very funny. As much just, as we want to hang hang it? Hang a lot of the stuff on Ben because he's got basically no arm left, and it is what it is at this point. They can't block anybody.
1: No, and their offensive all. line coach just uh, took a job at Oregon the next day because uh, they got
2: beat so badly. I guess, but that's a that's a tough day. Yeah, that um, is I tough. was looking. looking at the snap counts um and chris and like for example tyreek only played 29 snaps
1: yeah yeah not a lot Uh, of guys not a lot of like the the prolific guys for the chiefs got a lot of snaps this game chris
2: Chris only played 35 snaps yeah Uh, willie only played 37 snaps um you know you, you Sorensen played 45 Sneed played 45 Wharton played 44 Ward played 45 like Neiman had a bunch of run Okafor had a bunch of run Dana had a bunch of like those okay Ben Neiman Mike Dana and Alex Okafor had the same number of snaps as fill in the blank I'll give you a guess hmm. what was their names again Okafor Neiman and Dana all had the same number of snaps as this star on the defense Tyron yes Wow,
1: that is pretty impressive.
2: <laughs> so, so I think um, a lot of
1: that probably just comes down to the fact that very early on it was evident that the Steelers weren't going to do much offensively. So you can kind of keep some Andrew of the pressure. Ingram, Clark, and
2: Reed all had twenty nine. Yeah. Hitchens had thirty two. Jones had thirty five. Like not only had thirty six. Gay had thirty seven. None of these guys played. I mean, well, when is getting twenty two defensive snaps and DiCaprio Boodle's playing twenty seven. Yeah. DiCaprio Boodle led the team in tackles with six. So. That's craziness, but it, you you knew the game was pretty well in hand. Um They even left some points on the board with yeah. a missed field goal and a missed extra point. Now, that is not to say Elliott Fry did not have a very good day. Yeah, shout first out Elliot all, Fry. I tweeted this while it was happening, especially when he missed the first one. It's really, really hard to kick an arrowhead when it's windy, and boy, it was windy. Yeah, it there was there makes, was some missed kicks.
1: I mean, Elliot Fry missed an extra point and a field goal. Boswell missed a, I believe it was a field goal or it might have been an extra point, but I think it was field, a field goal. goal. Boswell's yeah. one of the
2: most accurate kickers inside forty yards, like ever.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that, I think and there he was like some, by like yeah, there was 17. some streak that might have gotten broken by him missing that one. Yep. I
2: believe they talked
1: about, but yeah. yeah, he
2: missed it by like, and it wasn't like he missed it by like, oh, I grazed the upright. That ball was like yards wide no he, yeah like it's hard to kick an arrowhead yeah it's very
1: hard er- Harrison Butker obviously has gotten a lot of experience doing it but he was uh on the COVID list along with Tommy Townsend um dude yeah uh,
2: brother Johnny apparently has a leg too
1: yeah we got we got the brother out there Johnny he got a punt or two in uh in garbage time for sure but um
2: he had a, he had a pretty solid like I said it, apparently it's it's this team and franchise and and drafting punters that have brothers except we never got to experience uh Britain yeah we never got hunting for us we had to play against him the whole time when he was in denver but yeah exactly but elliot the fry and the townsends and yeah a lot of specialists to uh a lot
1: of great specialists to enter the chief's kingdom but Elliot you know, fry you know he did a he did a decent enough job he made an extra or he made a field goal he made a couple extra points for having you know less than a week of practice or i guess he got signed last week so he had a little bit
2: he had three field goals and three extra points. He was mm. 3 for 4 and 3 for 4 if I'm not mistaken. I think he was kicker 3 in the NFL right now during for, for fantasy and for points scored.
1: Yeah, so maybe hey, maybe he'll get another contract somewhere. Maybe he'll get another shot. Obviously Harrison Butker hopefully will be back this week um, off of the uh, the covid list. I know he's uh his back status is uh keeps him out a little longer than than other players, but uh yeah, hopefully to see him back because yeah, it was kind of evident there. It's like, oh, uh, if we weren't up, you know, 29 already, it would this would kind of be concerning. But um, I don't think anyone's really too concerned with those those few misses. And plus, he was doing great on kickoffs, which is another huge thing. He was booming them right out the end zone, just like Harrison Butker did. So overall, special teams. Yeah, I was really happy with
2: Elliot. Yeah, Elliot probably earned himself a, a spot on another roster with with that performance. The yeah, other day.
1: no doubt. Special teams held it down. Defense obviously held it down, and then the offense, you know. What else is there to say except you know they looked awesome, they looked really good, and they didn't have Travis Kelsey out there who was also on the COVID list. Luckily, we got Tyree Kill back off the COVID snaps.
2: list.
1: Yeah, it didn't like, really. He
2: played less than a, he played a third of the snaps. He played 29 of 69 snaps. Yeah, so Tyree was barely on the field.
1: He really didn't contribute. I mean, that's probably him missing you know the whole week of practice and them trying to get him up to speed that's probably what you know a lot of, what happened with a lot of those guys that were on the covid list yep. Chris and, uh, and Willie on the other side but um yeah it was a big game for all of the the other guys on the offense really Byron Pringle had a career day two touchdowns 75 yards um had a couple really I mean that one touchdown of his where he broke he broke three different Steelers ankles on one uh one you know run after catch that
2: was the the first gentleman's ankles are still looking to be put back in his body the other two I don't know why you're trying to tackle that dude high when you're okay good luck um before we switch off the defense though I I just want to touch on this I thought Dorian O'Daniel killed Deontay Johnson (laughs) yeah he that's uh, look We've talked about Dod at length. You're not going to see him a lot unless it's garbage time or whatnot. But that dude is, if if he could figure it out at all, he could be a serious player in the NFL. He has all the athletic tools on Earth. Potentially, yeah,
1: for sure. It's it's going to be interesting to see you know what they kind of do with him after this season because I believe his contracts he is going to be up. I believe what is it, 2018? I think picked, so. So. He, this will probably be his last year with the team, unless they decide to uh, to bring him back. I don't I guess, know. Davey Tobe
2: Tobe likes like special teams guys, and he's a special teams star. Yeah. he plays a ton on special I mean, teams for this team. And yeah,
1: and at the worst, he's a really really good backup, like a really high caliber backup. That I mean, he has experience in the scheme. So I don't know. Definitely, I would I would like to hold him. Uh, you know, hold on to him and and see what else he can do. Obviously, he was really hyped up when he was first drafted to be, you know, like the kind of like the Willie Gay, Will linebacker of uh, of the defense and never ended up really progressing to that point. But, you know, he's still finding, you know, snaps. He's still getting heavy uses on special teams. So, you know, maybe uh, the future might be a little brighter for Dwayne O'Daniel, bringing a couple more performances like that to the table. And, uh,
2: yeah, who knows? It would be nice to see. It would be something we've been kind of curious to see what it looks like for a little while. And he was flying around making plays, so... Yeah. Then um, you mentioned the special teams, and then like we can always transition the offense. Turk Wharton, Superman, dove over the line on a field. Like, yeah, hurtled dude, Superman. Do- the athletes that are on this roster, especially some, some of athletes. the bigger dudes. Yeah, especially some of the bigger boys. Like,
0: mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.
2: You're not supposed to be able to do that at that size and weight and, and, and stature. Like that's that's guy like gunners and stuff do that. Not three hundred pound plus pound defensive tackles.
1: Yeah, he he was a good turtle, too. I mean, they even brought him the uh, I forget what rules analyst was on for CBS, but he was like, yeah, it's a it's a clean hurdle. It looks like so. Yeah, I think that that was the that was the missed uh, field goal attempt for. Chris Boswell, so that might have been, you know, might have distracted him, might have gotten his face, something like that. But yeah, special teams had a, had a great game for sure, as well as the defense, and then yeah, the offense. Everyone was performing who you wouldn't expect. Daryl Williams led the team in rushing. Derek Gore really was the the leader in, on the offensive side of the ball with 43 yards rushing and 61 receiving. Um, yeah. Clyde
2: Robert Spillane. Yeah, and Clyde had
1: Clyde had probably one of the best touchdowns of his career up Jeez. to this point, where he just collided with a Mac truck and somehow bounced off of him and uh, walked into the end zone. So,
2: my immediate reaction was, "Oh God, I hope he's." Oh, he just walked into the end zone.
1: Yeah, you could the hit. You could hear the hit, and it's like, "Oh, that was a big hit." And all of a sudden, he bounces out, and it's like,
2: "Oh man, he just he just did that. That's crazy." Um, well, I think somebody put the hit of Spillane hitting Derrick Henry like, a few weeks prior up on on there, and yeah. what happened in that collision. And I'll tell you this: Derrick Henry didn't just bounce off and roll into the end zone. No,
1: no, 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 no. Derrick um, Henry did get leveled by by uh, Robert Spillane, and uh, Clyde bounced off him because you know the old saying "low man wins." Clyde is pretty much always the low man, so
2: it's very hard not to be the low man when you're what five, six, yeah. whatever he is. So um, I was
1: I was really impressed by by Clyde, and overall he had a pretty decent game. You know, outside of that, uh, I up guess until that
2: three hundred pound man landed on him and his shoulder.
1: Yeah, that was the uh, the down the downside for him. He did, I believe, uh, there was MRIs on his shoulder. It was a shoulder injury, I believe. And yeah, so X rays were tested. negative. Yeah, the, uh, the... no
2: break, which is whew, good news. Yep. Um, doesn't appear to be any ligament damage from the MRI um, that they were talking about. Looks like a bruised shoulder. Um, the report from Rap, Rap Sheet was Mr. Ian report was uh, week to week. I did see Pete Sweeney quote tweet that report and say Clyde will be back quote soon. So yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they
1: held him out until the playoffs just to be safe and also with we'll the. The other running back contribu- contributions. They're
2: liking to get... He, Andy likes to have rhythm running with his running backs when he goes to get into the playoffs. And if he sits out all the way to that, he may not get as much work in the playoffs because they like to... You know what Andy does with hot hands in the backfield.
1: That's very true. So, but I mean, if you're talking about hot hands, though, I feel like almost all all three of the guys have uh, have some pretty hot hands at this point.
2: Darrell Williams? The hot hands seem to be fairly hot because um, <clears throat> that offensive line is mean. nasty rude and disrespectful and
1: i love it yeah the offensive line was having have themselves a day just moving guys
2: all over the field i mean they're we talk about trey and creed that's pretty much a given at this point we don't even and that sounds stupid because we're talking about (laughs) rookies but like it's just the expectation like it just it's what they do yeah and i don't want people to get ahead of themselves in case they have like an off day or one of them has a little bit under his normal standard day that doesn't mean he sucks Let's stop that ahead of time before we even get there. But the expectation is those dudes go out and maul people. Um, TJ Watt entered this game with cracked ribs. It came out a few hours before the game that he had cracked ribs. My immediate reaction was, oh, I wouldn't put him on Trey Smith's side then. Yeah, exactly. If you, if you saw what he did to Max Crosby a
1: couple of weeks ago, if that same situation happened to TJ, that would be that'd be tough for sure. But
2: Trey broke Lucas's ribs. Yeah, by just landing mean? on him. Like, and with the spinbacks and Trey always having his head up and looking for extra work, with crack ribs, I don't care how tough you are. I don't care how ridiculously freakishly athletic you are. Cracked ribs suck. Yeah, that's hard, especially because from affects... someone who's had them. Yeah, they are awful. It affects to your bleed. breathing still, right? Yeah. Oh God, it's like someone. It's like if you have like a, a person standing on your chest. At all times. And not like occasionally. And if you like turn wrong or breathe in too fast or sneeze. Yeah. Um, yeah. I ow. can imagine
1: playing defensive end with that. Going right. up against yeah, some dudes who are just aiming to knock you down every play.
2: Especially a guy who thoroughly enjoys burying people. Yeah. Um, But the thing that I wanted to point out was they're starting to run behind Orlando more. Mm-hmm. And he is everybody's been all over i don't know about orlando brown jr i don't uh, let me tell you something i do know about him they will be paying that man whether it's franchise tag this year and paying him a longer contract next year or whatever he will be on this roster he will be on the team he is a part of this team and oh by the way he's got nothing but better in the past game and he still loves absolutely murdering dudes in the run game yeah he's progressed
1: very well throughout this season so far a lot of the things that you know a lot of fans were uh i guess you know hesitant about about his game it seems like you know most of them have kind of been uh resolved you know and that's what we were saying you know all off season to give him you know andy heck in and that o-line room like they'll figure it out for sure and now obviously everyone's a lot more comfortable all the chemistry is there andrew wiley on the other side has, has been there for a couple games now so you know the whole line is just working in a unison, better than ever before, and uh, yeah, it's showing off for sure because they were just walking up and down the field willy-nilly. They had there was basically no stopping the run or the pass. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, Pat, even the pass blocking, like Pat, Pat was sitting back in the pocket for a long time, just
2: right. hanging out. So on the, I think it was the first Pringle touchdown. Yeah. I I was sitting there watching it live, and I didn't obviously have a stopwatch running or anything, but I'm sitting there watching it, and I was like, he had probably eight and a half seconds, nine seconds to throw that ball. I mean, he, there was no one anywhere near no. him. I mean, and if you go back and watch, one of the running backs picked up somebody and is sitting there holding a block for like five seconds
1: yeah well the right run- it was i believe it was the rain one of the running backs and uh michael burton kind of double teamed a guy on the outside and yeah i think it was Clyde. right yeah it was and Clyde. like and it's oh, just like yeah and then all the other hey. linemen were just standing around looking for work basically because there's only a two, four-man two rush of them.
2: yeah two of them we're standing around going well there's no one to block Who and then me? Especially Orlando
1: Brown had basically just stuck uh, Casey Hayward a block the whole time, too. <laughs> he was just like, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, no. I mean, between, I, I believe it was actually, I saw it was seven and a half seconds that he had, which was the third. Uh,
2: Tysha said 7.2, Nate Taylor said eight.
1: Yeah, I think I saw Matt McMullen say seven and a half, which would be, I believe, Patrick Mahomes' third longest, or third longest amount of time that he's had for a touchdown pass in his career. Which but, I can I think of the, the first one. In- I can think of the first other one, which would be that uh, twenty eighteen game uh, versus oh, San, Francisco. San Francisco. I can't think of. I was trying to think of which the other one was, but I couldn't. Couldn't I remember know. really. But
2: I just I know he was like I said. If you're gonna give him that, yeah, if much you're giving time, him that much time. That's first a problem. Of all, any almost any quarterback, because in the secondary, covering for that long is impossible. Is um nearly impossible. Yeah and there's a couple Somebody is usually going to break open at that point. At and that there's... point you're just praying he doesn't see him.
1: Exactly. And there's a couple plays like that too where I mean he was just standing around for a while and Maybe. just moved up a little bit and there's one to Josh Gordon that uh Josh Gordon ended up dropping which was quite unfortunate cuz
2: And I like I know it's a drop technically but he's laid out He's fully extended. He grabs it. He's got it in his hand. And as he's bringing it into his body, he bounces it off his knee as the guy's hitting him and it pops it free. And it's like, I know it's a drop, but that's yeah. an insanely hard play to try no, to
1: make. Josh Gordon had a couple insanely hard he's att- this close. attempts. Yeah, he had it because he close. had like, I think, two or three targets on the game, maybe four. And uh, I believe he quote-unquote dropped like two or three of them but really he was in some very tough situations there was one in the end zone that he was had to basically jump over a guy i believe which was yeah
2: pat missed him by like a half a step on one down the sideline where it like grazed the end of his fingertips yeah. on the way on yeah over exactly his so head. there's just he, he's so close like i said there we've been talking about it and i know everybody's like oh yeah he's all the way out he's there he's right there he's right there it's, yeah it's coming i know we keep telling you but and Maybe we'll do the voodoo magic and go the other way that it's not coming. But it's it's so close. And from the offensive perspective, Tyreek had two catches for 19 yards, and Travis Kelsey wasn't on the field. And they did whatever they wanted. Yeah, they, it didn't even really matter. <laughs> Noah Gray? He's looking pretty good. So the scramble drill on the actual play where Josh tried to make that diving catch and, yeah. and dropped it a little bit. If Patrick hadn't rolled out and ran, and he probably still could have thrown it to Noah if he really chose to, but Noah's in the scramble drill, breaks it out, cuts the route off, and breaks back across the field and comes wide open underneath off of his movement. That's stuff that you watch him do with the guys I just previously mentioned that they're missing.
1: Yeah, You
2: can get that and him to start growing and developing into that, which... I expect him to some we talked about it when they drafted him you're learning behind one of the best to ever do it at the position period end of story. And when you have a guy like that that's a mentor and the guy like that in that room with you you're going to pick up some things and learn some things so. It's just something to watch with Noah and his development. He's also more than capable of blocking, although I can't wait for that narrative to come up about him. that He doesn't block either because I'm sure that day will come sometime. Yeah. Um, it, it It's impressive to watch these guys that, well, there's nobody good on this roster. And I tweeted this out. I said, you think, everybody, they think these boys were tired of hearing about how nobody could do anything but Tyreek and Travis? Yeah, no kidding. It everyone sure looked stepped like up. they were tired of hearing it. Yeah, no doubt.
1: Noah, great, like I said, or like you said, uh, very good situation for him to be learning under Kelsey, especially just having a very similar play style to him. Obviously, there were some comparisons to him coming out of college just in the way he played his game. And yeah, that one route, I mean, it looked like Kelsey out there, you know, just finding the open space, getting the feel for defenders. It's just all stuff that you kind of learn as, you know, you progress and uh, get more experience in the game. So yeah, it was a great opportunity for him. Blake Bell had a catch too. I mean, uh, they were both. You it know, was
2: wide open. They were like, "Wait, Blake Bell's in a route? What? Hold, hold on! What <laughs> happened?"
1: Yeah. So overall, and then you know, Nicole Harman had a, a touchdown too, which, you know,
2: made an incredible play on the sideline. Absolutely, like we we talk about things he can do and things he can't do stopping on a dime and then being at top speed again before anyone else can blink is something he absolutely can do. And that's why he scored a touchdown.
1: Yeah, that was, that was very impressive. I said that uh, Tyreek must've showed him some tightrope and lessons because he looked like Tyreek out there, which, you know, Tyreek has been doing that, especially this season, he's been doing it a lot where he just, he'll skirt around the sideline he'll kind of stop and then go again and fake some guys out right at the, right at the edge of the sideline there. And uh, it was showing up with Pringle too. I mean, you, know, you talk about comparisons of of guys who want to learn from each other, Gray to Kelsey, Hardman to to Hill. You know, so you like to If he that gets stuff.
2: in the lab and works with Tyreek, all the crap that everybody said about that kid may end up biting people in their ass. I'm just gonna throw that yeah, out there. If he gets in the lab, though, I mean, I I said if I put that out in front of it, I'm not telling you that it's going to happen, but yeah. I will I will tell you. like that end around I think it was an end around might have been a little dump pass in the flat where I was like oh he's getting tackled for like a two yard holy crap he had a first down I didn't even know there was any room left on the sideline over there yeah he passed two guys down the sideline for an extra eight yards that is something he can do that is something he does really well he at he may take a three yard dump pass and all of a sudden it's 20 yards well how'd that happen well when you're faster than everybody on the field except maybe one dude and he happens to be on your team as a receiving partner, it's really hard to stop that.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022, and Cox serviceable areas. Visit cox.com internet for details.
1: Yeah. So as long as you just make any, you know, the bonehead, bonehead decision that, uh, you know, you might see a, a D-Rob, for example, make. Uh,
2: Marcus, I thought we had fixed this. Yeah, he did have thought, one, one fixed of those. This. You caught the ball at the first down marker, and then you ran backwards again. <laughs>
1: like i don't know who do you think you are man like you're you not you don't run a 4-2 you,
2: you don't. don't run a 4-2 I, unfortunately I appreciate like, that you think you are fast you are faster than most humans on earth yeah you are not, not faster than not on a football
1: guys. field yeah not on an nfl football field though. so so gotta gotta know your place but hey like you know micole and then
2: what did he do the next time out he caught the ball he went forward so yeah, just a little mental. Oh, Learning sorry. I tried to do something else. I gotta keep okay. Focus yeah, back in. It's just bad habits that
1: uh, yeah, like to see them eventually kick. And nicole has been kicking some of those bad habits. So
2: he's not turning the ball over. He's not having route issues. We're not talking about bonehead decisions and stupid penalties and and dumb little things and being in motion at the same time as someone else or not being lined. Like we aren't talking about those things with him. So. He continues to do what they need him to do. He's going to continue to be involved in this offense.
1: Yeah, so it'll be be interesting to see what they do with him next year. Yeah, I'm curious. And like I said, I'm curious
2: to see what he does this offseason also. Yeah, that'll be the the big
1: turning point. But yeah, overall, offense had a really good day. Derek Gore, I really want to highlight him just because he was – he, had, he was all over the place, really. I mean, he was running good, and then that obviously that one uh, that sprung right, wide open uh, down the sideline where everyone thought it was Tyreek Hill running out there, but nope, that's Derek Gore. Yeah, he's just... Well, uh, they also
2: forgot to cover him, which helps.
1: Yeah, he's just streaking down the sideline, but... Uh, He had a great game, you know, and we we continue to see those games from him kind of pile up slowly and slowly of being, I mean, he's contributing to the offense, which is something that a lot of us, you know, thought that might happen potentially in the preseason. He had a couple of good, really good preseason games that got people really hyped and uh, overall he's not looked too bad.
2: I think um, Jarek McKinnon, barring Clyde being actually hurt, may be um, done in a Chiefs uniform.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. I mean Derek McKinnon, he was good on special teams and in in pass pro, but honestly the but the, the the trio, I guess, of Daryl Williams, Derek Gore, and Clyde Edwards Lair. I mean, they're 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 churning right now. That seems like a, a one of the better backfields in the NFL at the moment.
2: Three pieces to a puzzle that everybody was concerned, unsure of, worried about. Clyde looks extremely good when he's back and, and in in the field. Daryl does exactly what we expect Daryl to do and then some and Derek Gore, it, the preseason was not a fluke. Apparently, although he almost it looked like he got scared at one point. Um, the there was a hole wide enough that he like it looked like he was going to take another one to the house, like he did on his first handoff from Henny the previous yeah. game when they were uh, when they were in the garbage time. Um, that was like he had so much room to run. He was like, "Wait, there's really no one here. Hold on." What why is there no one here? Where is everybody? Yeah, exactly. Um, but he is explosive in both the run game and the pass game. He he looks to be a willing participant at minimum in the pass blocking realm, which a lot of as a lot of running back coaches have said, I believe Eric Bienamy's quoted as saying this is pass blocking in the NFL for running backs is like ninety eight percent effort and two yeah. percent technique. Like That's it's a, a majority of, it. of are you willing to do it? Yeah. Like, and that's, like, one thing, that's one thing about McKinnon. McKinnon was willing to do it. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think back to probably five, six weeks ago, we were talking about he stepped up and picked up a blitz and absolutely levels a yeah, dude. Yeah, I remember that. Yep. In the hole. And it was like, whoa, that that's different.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, we see, I mean, we saw what Clyde can do versus uh, a blitzing linebacker, you know. Obviously, and that's
2: that was something that everybody was he can't pass block, we're worried about his pass blocking, we're not sure. Uh, whatever he's been up to, it's working. Yeah, it seems like
1: that whole that whole running back room is uh has been doing something that's really been making it work
2: because, and I think the continuity between him and Daryl from their time at LSU where they're familiar with each other, they were in the same backfield, they were Clyde was Daryl's backup at one point at LSU. A lot of people forget that. Um, it's Familiarity, comfortability, this roster seems to be a theme with the whole roster for a lot of this is is that aspect of it. And one thing well, I didn't hear a lot of people talking about because it wasn't Andy or Eric, but there were like four coaches missing from this game.
1: Yeah, Corbett coach one. Mike Kafka was missing. Uh, and then, yeah, two or three other guys on the offense and the defense were uh, missing because of the COVID protocols. So I, I know
2: there was at least two offensive coaches. I think it might have been three. And yeah. then One of the guys on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah.
1: So Eric Bieniemy ended up stepping in and basically filling all those roles. You could see him talking to uh to Pat on the bench, where you'd usually see you know maybe Andy or uh, or the quarterback coach Mike Kafka doing that. But yeah, it seemed like uh you know there wasn't really much of a, a gap left. seems like everyone it's just kind of
2: like Eric Bieniemy would be a good head coaching. He'd candidate be a great head coaching for candidate. Teams yeah. that need a head coach. I maybe just, I wonder. Hell, I don't
1: know. Yeah, I would do wonder if he is going to get hired this cycle. It's it seems less and less likely just because I don't know the way that the NFL is changing all their uh, their head coaching hiring and interviewing processes and everything. Where now head or now teams can uh, start interviewing coaches. I believe today was like the the first so, day.
2: that's the thing. So you have to have already fired or notified the other head coach that they are being fired in yeah. order to start your head coaching search today, and. The candidate you are interviewing still has to be, it still has to have permission from the team they are currently with.
1: Right. So, I think if
2: I understood and read all that crazy nar- jargon, mumbo jumbo rule crap they it put is out, much
1: a, it is much mumbo jumbo for sure. But I think so. I guess only the Jaguars would technically qualify for that so far with them having fired their coach. Um,
2: Did nobody? Oh, I guess that's right. That, that was the reason that that Matt Nagy quote from today was important. He's yeah, under the he assumption said that he's still coaching the next two games, yeah. and I believe <clears throat> the same could be said for Matt Rule in Carolina.
1: Yeah, Matt Rule, I think had a similar thing come out where he uh, talked with the owner and said that everything was good for 2022. So that's an interesting situation uh, with <sighs> the Panthers for sure. But either way, I don't know with all the with all the names in the head coaching cycle this year, right. and uh, I you know I've said it a lot of. Kind of the reason I feel like Eric Bieniemy hasn't really gotten a, uh, at least a fair shot at an interview which is just because he's coaching in January and February all these past years. He doesn't have time to, you know, set up a, you know, get together a staff to present to, you know, owners and everything. And people say, you know, or I guess the rumor has been that he's a bad interviewer, which I think that's less about him being a bad interviewer and more just he doesn't have the time to, you know, really put together a solid interview because he's coaching. And,
2: and it's not even that because these guys have their plans built and whatnot. Now the building a staff thing is different that's that's totally separate but from the the stupid bad interview narrative was it's fine you want to run it out that's cute that's awesome is it a bad interview because he actually is bad at interviewing or is it a bad interview because the guy doing the interviewing isn't comfortable with the person in the interview with him and i'll leave the interpretations of why they may or may not be comfortable with eric being me up to whoever wants to put whatever they want on it there's a multitude of reasons not just the ones that jump immediately to most people's minds. Um, but that's a large portion of it. I also said this last year when we were going through this whole thing with him in the hiring process. You tell me which job last year you would have wanted to take at that point. That is very
1: true. I mean, there Houston? weren't too many no. appealing jobs. Houston, definitely not. Maybe Jacksonville. The Jets already
2: had Sala pretty much signed, sealed, delivered, and, and decided upon before mm-hmm. it was ever really even interviewed for. Yeah, Jacksonville,
1: um, I would say, would have been one of the few places but just because you have Trevor Lawrence there, but also the whole structure of Jacksonville doesn't seem to be exactly the place that Eric Bieniemy
2: would be uh, accustomed to. Obviously. Trent Walkie, if no one remembers, was a GM for the 49ers for a while. Um, speaking of coaches that might be on the hot seat soon unless they figure some things out, although the Niners have played better as of late, Yeah, that <clears throat> choke job against Tennessee on Thursday kind of irritated me because... We could have been done with the one seed conversation like the same time we wrapped up the AFC West.
1: For real, that would have been pretty nice. But thank you, Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G finally does something. He broke his hand. He did. He did, or I think it was his thumb. He might have tore something in his thumb. Broke, I, I
2: think he chipped a bone and tore a ligament in his thumb. A torn ligament and a chip bone. Yeah, that's I saw it on a tweet. So, so, but they decided not to put the Titans away. So now Tennessee's still hanging around and doing things. Yeah. Um, so. Right now, we're getting ready for. As Andy, we're on Cincinnati. So on to Cincinnati, yeah. And the Bengals just went out and put a beat down on the Ravens. Now, Josh Jackson was playing quarterback for them, and half their team was already injured. And then the rest of the guys that weren't injured, most of them ended up on the COVID list. So, yeah, it is what it is. Like I think Baltimore was saying at one point. Uh, I heard Trent Green talking about it on 810 because Trent and Kevin Harlan did that game that the baltimore people were saying they were on like their 11th 12th and 13th like defensive backs yeah
1: i mean that is very true they've had a multitude of injuries this year which is also they
2: only they were only able to have 14 players practice on the defensive side of the ball that week (laughs) which is very good it's not really all that helpful when you're trying to game plan for an offense with higgins chase burrow at the helm Yuzoma tight end, like that's no if Joe Mixon that's no fun when your defense has got 14 total guys and you can't really do a whole lot um yeah may or may not have led to why Burrow went nuclear on them which there's there's some individuals in some fantasy football playoff games that are very either happy or upset about what just took place in that one um, yeah I had so. T
1: Higgins on one of my, one of my family's fantasy teams and uh I opened up the fantasy app I'm like Wow, there's oh. a lot of points. That's a <laughs> lot of points. You look down, and you're like,
2: "Now wait a minute." Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, all right.
1: unfortunately, you know, Kelsey was out, so that didn't help my fantasy team any much. And I forgot to start Zach Ertz because I forgot that he played on uh, Saturday, so uh, I started Noah Gray at tight end, and then it didn't work out too well. But I still might win that it, fantasy championship. It happens. But, it happens. Yeah, but um,
2: so with that said, um, our, and, and I want to be clear, we can now put the Pat is only good because of his weapons conversation to uh to bed, right? We're yeah, we're and done it's with funny, that?
1: It's funny because I saw I believe it's Jeff Allen and uh, Dave Damschek exchanged some words where uh, Jeff Allen kind of mocked that saying, and Dave's like, "Who's ever said that?" And it's like, "Hey, <sighs> welcome to the internet, Dave's, bud!" Literally Dave, everyone has.
2: <laughs> Dave also Dave's had a rough week with Chiefs Twitter. He's also currently getting old takes exposed into the sun because yeah i mean, if you would fan. have gone to denver they might have chiefs might have ended up third and the chargers are winning the division now the tweets from april so everybody in the media likes to pick the chargers to win the division in april we're all familiar with this yeah but when you're gonna put two fiery hot takes into one tweet and then have them both blow up in your face you're gonna get the reaction you get but yeah. to pretend that nobody has said mahomes is only good because of his weapons is either you just don't look or pay attention to literally anything that has been said. Cause it's not just on Twitter. Dude's on TV saying it too. So it's not like it's some new thing. Um, But that narrative is, uh, is, is done like overdone. Now I know the Steelers haven't been fantastic, but the defense is by far the best portion of that roster. And they played really well most of the year. Um, Despite being on the field for like 48 minutes a game. Um, so, yeah, when when you're lighting them up with Pringle and Daryl Williams and Derek Gore and Josh Gordon and Cole Hardman and oh, I didn't even say Tyreek and Travis. What happened there? And Byron Pringle can't forget Byron Pringle. I, I, my I guy. Love him. I yeah. love him. He he got his he got his he got his chip deal. So. <laughs> yeah, he's, that's he's true. Old- He's got he's got chip companies fighting over him at this point. It's not it's not a bad place to be. Not obviously. a bad place for Byron Pringle, um, but but with that all like that game, I, I sat down like I said to watch that game and was like, all right, this is gonna be and it's over.
1: Yeah, it was pretty much over <laughs> by halftime. I, I I didn't really even watch it too closely after halftime. I was kind of busy doing some other stuff and kind of watched it to the side. And then they ended up switching it. It was very funny. CBS ended up switching the game with nine minutes left to a, a more competitive game uh, with the Broncos and the Raiders, which uh, they switched it and they were immediately just nailing the ball down. <laughs> and so... <laughs> We kinda... like to go to
2: a more competitive game. Yes, the Raiders kneeling out this game is more competitive than what's, yeah. what's going on. and then on so games? they were like
1: they were hanging out with like the post game of that game for a few, and then they finally ended up switching it back to an actual <laughs> football game being played with nine minutes left, even though all of the Chiefs starters were out of the game at that point. But yeah, that was just a, a very entertaining. And then obviously, of course, Chad Henne comes in uh, as a replacement, and <laughs> he fumbles the first two snaps. So
2: all right, so somebody said the ball, the field's wet. The grass was pretty wet. Which, and he's not been taking snaps under center often. I'm assume with Creed, that's not like something they've been doing a lot. I get yeah. that. One of them though, the second one, he was already in the backfield with the ball in his hands and just like dropped it. Yeah. And I was like, what the? hell? That might have just been a,
1: been a case of him getting a little too excited, a little too uh, too antsy, getting getting some more playing time again. And then
2: third down, they're like, no, no, just go to the shotgun. Hand. <laughs> here, yeah, shall we? Like, can we? Because that was after the. Um, Kirk Wharton picking Big Ben's pocket and handing yeah. it to Jared Reed. <laughs> It looked like a handoff. I mean, yeah, well, it was interesting because
1: he try. I think he was trying to do like some kind of play action fake, but he literally just kind of, yeah, just hand the ball off and like, oh, just oh, came in oh, there and God, yeah, I'll oh, take that. The yeah, there's a couple and, interesting turns. Green
2: saved saved a touchdown because Jared Reed was. Yeah. Off the yeah.
1: He that was ball. going. Uh, yeah. He was going for sure. There were a couple turnovers that Steelers had that were uh, very interesting. Deontay Johnson just uh caught the ball and then said, "Here you go, Tyron Matthew." <laughs> he just dropped it. Yeah, He's like, go, go, "I got it. Here you go, go, Tyron. This is for you." And then uh <laughs> like, oh, and then of course right. the uh the failed flea fi- flea flicker that uh ended up that with led to sharp Ward. Somebody? Yeah. Charverius Ward just running the guy's route and mm. mossing catches him. the
2: ball, holds it away. like it looked it. It looked like when you and and I think Boogie tweeted this it was about him. It was like when I when I'm playing ball against my son. But it looked like if you're playing, you know, yeah. when you're playing with your little brother and you're way older and bigger, and you you like you. It's the old where you put your hand on their head and they got their arms reaching out and swinging for it and they can't get near you. Yeah, it that's basically like what that. happened.
1: Yeah, Tiberius Ward just dominated the dude. <laughs> And
2: honey badger is always around the football, man. That yep. And we
1: Johnson's... saw LeJerry Sneed back out there, obviously after uh, the t- missing two games, and he was flying around. He was getting some. I mean, laying down some hard tackles as always.
2: Teams that decide to throw the ball behind the line of scrimmage to his <laughs> side of the field, I don't. I don't. I don't know what you guys need to see on tape. I don't know what it's going to take but you're going to get a receiver killed.
1: Yeah, but they did. There's one time they did like almost back to back, I think, where they they threw like two screens right to him like in the span of two or three plays. It was like, wh- "What are you doing?" I mean,
2: it doesn't work. No. It does not work. He it not diagnoses work. it and is in your receiver's hip pads by the time the ball hits him in the hands. It's Yeah. Do it if you want to give up a free down, by all means, be my guest. Throw those little bubble screens behind to his side. But 99 times out of 100, he's blowing it up for less than three yards, and probably 50 of them, you're taking a loss.
1: Yeah. Don't want to mess with Snead out there because he is deadly, as well as the rest of the defense and as well as the rest of the Chiefs, really. So entering, uh,
2: obviously, (sighs) the Bengals game. uh, It's weird to listen to the the Chiefs are the most complete team in the NFL narratives. I know. Seven weeks after they were dead and not making the playoffs. Yeah,
1: it's very funny how that narrative does change. But it's honestly true. I mean, if I if we look around the AFC, to be honest, in my opinion, no one else in the AFC really scares me that much. Everyone else has been very hit or miss. The Bengals, I think, might be our best competition coming up so far. And even then, they were
2: dead for a couple weeks of the Those season. Those guys are a roller coaster, man. Yeah. And it's part of it is they're young. young. Their head coach is young. Very and, young. and they're yeah. going to take some time to to learn how. I mean, we talked about we talk about it with the Chargers learning how to win in the NFL is not easy. It is not something that just happens. Most of these games are cl- most games aren't 36 to 3 in until it doesn't matter anymore. Like yeah. most of these games are close tough games. And it comes down to a couple plays here, a play there. And in order to win those games, you have to know and learn how to win and it takes time. Do I think the Cincinnati Bengals and Burrow and that group are are a very good football team? Absolutely. Are they ready to do it yet? I have no idea. We'll find out. Yeah, really. We have no idea. It seems like they got blown out by the Chargers. Yeah. And even after the Chargers tried to charge her and give it back to them, like they, the team, it's a roller coaster ride. Now, most of the season has been a roller coaster ride. Um, and, I, and everybody, will, oh, the Chiefs, have, you know, go back and look who all they played in the first seven weeks of the season. It's Playoff teams. Part of that is a product of what the teams they were playing against are. Those aren't. And don't look at what those teams look like now. Look at what they looked like then. Cause, because yeah, they're totally the parody, different franchises.
1: The parity this gone. season has been at an all-time high for teams. But so right, far, but the Chiefs have
2: injuries been. Injuries and COVID and this and that that has teams now looking like shells a of lot themselves different, that yeah. weren't anywhere near that shell of themselves at the but beginning. luckily so, the Chiefs are still
1: I mean they're looking very good compared to everyone else in the in the uh, AFC I mean we're on a, what, a seven game win streak now six game win yeah, streak so, seven.
2: and they had seven. 14 guys on COVID last week yeah like, it's not it's not easy it's not to easy win games but, in this so, yeah take Chiefs your wins on especially away. when you blow out teams and potentially I mean and I and now they starting quarterback towards the end of his career ends up finding some bench time in Kansas city on the tail end of a year. That sounds familiar. Like a narrative we've heard before. Yeah. There's um, a movie we've seen before. The only other thing I'll say is um, I saw our friend Lance tweet out something that caught my attention. Patrick Mahomes needs 19 touchdown passes to catch our old friend, Troy.
1: <laughs> on Already time
2: huh? touchdowns
1: list. That's pretty all quick. Time. That was a pretty quick uh, little progression there. He did that another record Pat set this weekend was uh, the most touchdowns in uh, in Arrowhead Stadium history. So passing, passing the great uh, commentator Trent Green.
2: Yeah, okay, well, I previously mentioned Trent Green.
1: <laughs> yeah, which great quarterback Trent. Uh, it was actually really funny. Tony Tony Romo was on the call, and I still love Tony Romo, and he was like, Tony favorites, yeah, man. Tony was like, all right, Trent, he's not better than you yet, but the next pass, he's he's gonna be better than you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah,
2: it's uh, Tony, Tony, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if it's just because of how bad that game was, as far as from like the Steelers, I think perspective. that's definitely between, what it was between Tony and Jim. They were absolutely killing them in certain aspects, like, yeah, oh, yeah, I was like, damn, I know they're getting destroyed, but you didn't got to do them like that. Yeah, there was one on
1: play I after, mean, yeah, there was one play. I on forget, board. I forget what it was, but he Tony Romo actually killed Ben Roethlisberger on a decision that he made, and it's just.
2: Well, there were, like, three of them. Jim Nance was like, yeah, I mean, you know, it does help to, like, not let them create holes so wide I can walk through them. Like, what? Whoa.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think that crew has been, I think, uh, hated on a little bit because they're so kind of loose and free. But in a game like that, I mean, what else do you want them to talk about? The Chiefs are just blowing the Steelers out.
2: (laughs) I love listening to him. Yeah, I love them. They're loose and free and whatever, but. And for all of the things Tony Romo may or may not have been on the field and off the field, the man's extraordinarily knowledgeable about the yeah. game of football, especially playing quarterback in this league.
1: For real. And now he's at a, a comfortable point where, in his commentating career where it just kind of flows all naturally, and he can, you know, do the, those funny things. He had a couple of really funny quotes that, uh, yeah, got me, popped me pretty hard. But yeah. So yeah.
2: overall, I though. Um, we've games. got some more stuff coming for you this week. We will actually put out, you know, probably maybe an episode, maybe two, um, <clears throat> be an Artist Kingdom series piece coming up this week mm. too. Maybe, guys, we'll we'll see here. Um, so stay tuned for those, Garrett. Yep. Stay tuned for all of that. Uh, I think that's all about. I think that's all that we have
1: for this one. Yeah. So we'll be back later this week to uh, to preview the Bengals game and and talk about more of the uh, the AFC AFC playoff picture as it develops. Hopefully, uh, no more COVID. Uh, outbreaks within the Chiefs building um, and we have mostly everyone healthy next We
2: outbreaks anywhere in the league. Like yeah. I'm just tired of watching it mess mess with games. And and especially mess-
1: with all the new protocols and all the confusion. it's uh, I, I, The new protocols, I guess, are a little bit better now. Um, they, they well, now that they actually out. make sense and they're yeah. actually applying them to yeah. Yeah, everyone. Now that they actually they're apply to and everyone. Choosing who gets yeah. to win, where, <laughs> exactly. What. Now what the that they've had a full week of it finally going into effect. It's It's better for sure, but um, yeah, a lot of guys getting added to the COVID list. The Chiefs were no different last week. Hopefully, everyone's a lot better
2: this uh, this upcoming week. I will point out, and this came out, I don't know if it was earlier today. I don't remember how long ago today. The CDC, which this affects what the NFL may do with protocols and rules. The CDC has now downgraded from 10 days of quarantining to five with no symptoms after being COVID positive or whatnot. Um, so we may see yet another change in protocols and adjustments to things based on that, because now the CDC is saying, well, we're only seeing people really get pass it along after the first 48 hours when they first get it, and once that, and then it's five days after that where they have to have a mask. Well, if that changes, that the NFL may change its policies again. So yes, the NFL is very be ready for more confusion when that happens.
1: Yeah, NFL is not afraid to change. Any of their protocols to uh, to adjust nope. to whatever makes them the most money, it seems like. How
2: can we get as many of our guys on the field for these games that are big money-making big money. potential That's the, that's the, key the word as much as possible? Follow that's, the dollars, kids. It's never going word. to change.
1: Yeah. Always got to follow the dollars. But you now the Chiefs can just keep on controlling what they can control, which is winning football games. So we will oh, be we back. Oh, we didn't
2: mention uh, they got guys back today off the COVID list. Kyle Long is back. Niang is back. Bolton oh, is back. I didn't see
1: that, yeah. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, I did see that because uh, I think they were all might have been activated yesterday. Uh, well, I guess well, they, were they were activated. Well, they were all activated. Or, well, yeah, and then of they them did. were
2: on the active roster. They're now cleared from the protocol. Right, yeah, they finally got cleared. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, some other punter I didn't – I think it was the kid that was with Elliot Fry in college that also used to hold for him. He got cut today because they put Garrett Dieter back on practice. Oh,
1: yeah, the other, the other punter that they brought in. Yeah. Yeah, I forget what who what his name. Jonathan
2: was. Char- something. I don't Charlton. I think his name, name was
1: Charlton. Yeah, yeah. So, so shout out him.
2: <laughs> Dieter's back on the practice squad. Yay, Derek Dieter. We all know that that matters a ton at this point. Big man. Um, yeah. So we got you got Kyle Long back, you got Niang back, and you got Bolton back. Which and and I would assume that they're extraordinary. And Andy said it today in the press conference. They're pretty optimistic that Travis will be back this week. So.
1: Yeah, definitely expect to see him back. So hopefully no new guys get added to that list. And uh, everyone's contained and safe and uh, happy. So thank you all so much for listening. And uh, yeah, be sure to follow us at Kingdom Says Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll be back with you guys later this week. See ya.
0: Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet.